0: Welcome to the Broken Pie Chart podcast, episode 41. I'm your host, Derek Moore, and today we're going to talk a little bit about how low interest rates or rising interest rates can actually help or hurt companies. And we'll also kind of show you some things about how you can look at company fundamentals and take a look and say, hey, what's their leverage? What's their ability to pay their interest each month and some of the important ratios? And then also how... With interest rates going lower, what does that do to the cost of capital, the weighted average cost of capital? And what does it do for a company's ability when debt is coming due to roll it forward? And so a few things to, to think about. I've heard a lot of things in the news lately about interest rates, of course. Most of the time when you hear about interest rates, you're hearing about you know the bond yields in Germany and Japan and most of Europe is negative. Is the US eventually going to go negative But this also has ancillary effects and important effects on corporations as well. You know, I always hear, anytime you hear an earnings earnings report from uh, Tesla or you hear, Netflix, there's a lot of talk about the debt. And this isn't an indictment or recommendation or anything on those companies, right? It's just want to give you some information so when you hear this stuff, you can sort of start to look at it on your own. And obviously, you know, Tesla has a lot of debt out there. Netflix has issued debt. Uh, but when does the debt come due? What, what's the average interest rate that they're paying? And what are some ways to sort of look at that? So one of the, the things that I think is important is something called the interest coverage ratio. And the interest coverage ratio is simply, you know, think about it this way. Imagine if, if it was an individual and the individual had, you know, gross income each month of $5,000, OK? And that $5,000, great, that's your gross income. Of course, that's before uh, paying you know, any interest on credit cards or home mortgage or anything like that, right? But let's say your total interest was 1000 for that month. Well, you would come up with what's called an interest coverage ratio. And the interest coverage ratio is earnings before interest and taxes for corporations divided by the interest that they pay. The higher, the better, meaning the more income... And the less interest, the higher the ratio is. So in that ratio, if it's 5,000 divided by 1,000, you'd have a, a five is your ratio, meaning you've got five times the amount in gross income or earnings before income, um, earnings before income, uh, no, interest and in taxes, sorry, EBIT, earnings before interest and in taxes divided by the interest rate. Uh, to give you a, a real example of this, I pulled up, let's say, uh, Amazon. So, Amazon, this is going to be in millions. So, what is this? They had about 12.6 billion. Uh, This is probably ending in 2018, the annual, in uh, earnings before interest and taxes. And it looks like they had about 1.4 billion in interest. So, their ratio was just under nine at about 8.95. Now, interestingly enough, there's you may have heard the term zombie companies. And zombie companies are actually where they have an interest coverage ratio, just as as a general rule, below 1. And what that means is their their net income can't even cover their interest payments that are due. And so you've got what's called these zombie companies. And you can Google that. I forget how many, what the percentage of the uh, public companies are in that situation right now. But actually, there's a lot of companies that might be zombie companies uh, I shouldn't say a lot. I, I should catch that. I actually don't know the numbers. But if interest rates were higher and the cost of interest or cost of capital was higher, chances are, obviously, the interest payments go up, the more interest, uh, the higher percentage rate that a company has to, to pay. And when I say uh, interest, I mean, basically, there's there's two different forms of uh, ways that companies or general forms, let's say, that companies can raise capital. And one, is, of course, is issuing shares. And you might say, wait a second, all these public companies already issued shares, sure. Uh, but let's say a company wanted to issue additional shares. They could do that and they could raise uh, raise capital. Of course, that would dilute existing shareholders. And the other way is to issue bonds. And so I think towards the end of last year, um, I go back to Netflix. Netflix announced they were going to issue, I think it was about another $2 billion in in debt. And actually, recently, Apple just announced they were going to issue debt, which is curious because they've got a lot of cash on hand but I believe the interest rate they're going to pay is something, I don't even know if they're going to pay 1%, something really, really low. So you know, maybe they're just taking uh, being advantageous, or there's some things that they see, and also there's some, still some tax benefits, although I believe those are going to be, I'm not an expert on that, those are going to be phasing out uh, as the years go by. But anyway, so companies, uh, that's why they, they issue debt a lot of times. They have to, they have to raise capital. So some of the other, let's just go over, well, let's go over two more of these ratios and we'll get into how interest rates affect the cost of capital for a a company. So another thing you look at is the debt ratio. And the debt ratio is simply the total debt. And we'll use Amazon again. Uh, They had about 49, uh, this can't be right, total debt. I don't know if this is millions or uh, in billions. Uh, Okay. Well, anyway, um, the total debt divided by total assets. So it was 49, 289 divided by 162, 648. And that gives you a debt ratio of about 30%. Okay. So debt ratio, you take your total debt divided by your total assets. The other one that people might look at, and there's there's a few others, but uh, I don't want to just do a podcast where I'm going from ratio to ratio, is the debt to equity. And, and by equity, it's shareholders' equity. And your shareholders' equity is basically, you look at the balance sheet, it's the total assets uh, minus the total liabilities. And so Amazon, there is about 1.13, meaning their uh, uh, total di- divided by shareholders' equity. And shareholders' equity is kind of like, hey, you know, if... Uh, if you know you, you sold everything and you uh, wanted to pay out the equity of the shareholders you know dissolve the company shut it down pay everybody out sell all the assets that's kind of what you do but so that's there's a couple ways that you can sort of look at those things that um, this all plays into sort of uh, the cost of capital and to give you an example you know when you look at let's say a company and one of the things that maybe they don't talk about on CNBC as much, because it gets a little bit into the granular details, is looking at the different tranches of debt when it comes due, and then the interest rates uh, that they're they're writing those on. So I pulled up Netflix's annual report. And this is going to be, let's see, um, this is probably, let me see what this is. Um, this doesn't include the the most recent tranches, but I'll, I'll give you some examples. So, in October of 2017, they issued 1.6 billion dollars in uh, in bonds, and those had an interest rate of 4.875%. Now, I believe Netflix's rating is a little bit below investment grade, meaning it's it's uh, junk status. So, anything below triple B. Uh, but and and by the way, the rating or let's say, um, you know, there's a reason why let's say Apple can float debt at one percent and other companies can't float debt at one percent, and that goes to sort of some of their ratios and and the ratings that they get, right? So that debt has maturity of April of 2028. Uh, looking at let's see, there was an issue date of February of 2013, and that maturity has February of 2021. And that was about $500 million in 5.375% bonds. So the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this up is it's sort of if you really want to go beyond the, the top level, it's interesting to look at debt and see when it matures. And the reason why that's interesting is because as debt matures, a company has to either pay it off, Mean they have to take free cash flow and they have to retire debt. Or if they don't have enough cash flow or if it's, you know, they want to roll over the debt, they have to issue new debt to pay off the old debt, right? And so you're almost rolling it. And that's sort of interesting to me for two reasons. Number one is they're going to have to go back to the debt markets or any company in general, right? They'll have to go back to the debt markets and they'll see, okay, what's the prevailing interest rate at the time? And so if they have to roll that debt in a higher interest rate environment, their cost of interest will go up. Uh, of course, if interest rates are lower, let's say the company has a better rating or um, and they, they sort of reissue or roll the debt, by issuing new debt and then paying off the old debt, their interest uh, ratios or their interest expense can go down. So... That is, uh, that's sort of interesting to me. And I believe Tesla, uh, there was something and they have some convertible notes, meaning uh, people buy bonds, generally they get a lower amount of interest, but then they have the right to, to buy shares at a certain price. Uh, I'd have to look that up. Uh, but I believe they had some, some debt that was coming due. And by the way, when you look at a balance sheet, there's long term debt. And long term debt is basically any debt that's not uh, going to come due in the next year, and then short-term debt is sort of the current portion of long-term debt, meaning debt that's going to come due, um, or it's it's maybe they you know, they lend uh, lend uh, you know more short-term instruments, things like that. So the the amount I bring this up because it's it's just something to watch for. If you have a company that has a lot of debt and they have debt that's coming due, you've sort of got to be cognizant of that. So. Um, generally, the only place you can, unless you have a Bloomberg subscription or some sort of subscription, the, the list of debt is a little bit tough to get. So if you go into a company's 10Q or its, it's, uh, it's annual report, generally, they're going to have a list uh, somewhere in the annual report. Uh, in fact, if you pull up Netflix's annual report, it's page 51 that they actually list that everything. But these reports can be quite long. Okay, the other reason why I bring up how lower interest rates um, can help companies and why higher interest rates can potentially hurt them is, is the idea of valuation. And so valuation could be its own separate podcast. But uh, one of the ways that you value a firm, and so you value a firm, it's not just the, um, the equity holders, right, the stockholders, but you value the whole firm, you do what's called a weighted average cost of capital. And that's just a fancy way for saying, hey, the stockholders are going to require a certain amount of return, and the bondholders are going to require a certain amount of return. And so one of the things that you do is, like we looked at that Netflix list of bonds, and if we looked at that list, and we would see the average uh, interest rate that they pay across all the maturities and all the bonds. And by the way, some of these bonds, they actually floated in euros, which doesn't surprise me because interest rates are so low there. Uh, those uh, are about 5.17 um, percent by some calculations I saw. And if we look at Netflix for example, not Netflix, Amazon. Amazon for uh, theirs was about 2.31 percent across all of their their debt. So you know, looking at uh, they have about 49 billion in debt, I believe. Yeah, 49 billion in debt. And their market cap was just under a trillion last time I looked, uh, about $906 so quite a bit. And so when we weight the capital sources, you basically look at the market cap of a company and you look at the the amount of debt. And about 95% of Amazon is uh, based upon their market cap of shares, and about 5% is capitalized by debt. And so... This gets into when now granted, it's only about 5% of the company, at least on Amazon, but not every company has that low of a, um, let's say, a, a source of capital. Uh, but the, you know when you look at the weighted average cost of capital, you're looking at the expected or the required rate of return from a stock. And then you're also looking at you um, do one minus the effective tax rate times whatever the interest rate is because you do get a tax benefit at least currently. Um, for interest rates or pay, paying of interest, and so, you know, when when you look at the cost of capital, if you have interest rates going up, you could potentially have a higher required rate of return. Of course, on the stock side, you, something like the capital asset pricing model, where you take the uh, the risk free rate plus the beta times the uh, the equity premium. Um, and that's going to be, you know the, the higher volatility at least the way you do it through this the higher volatility or the higher the beta uh, the higher the expected return or the required return on stock. but you know when you look at this it just goes to show you that interest rates going down is actually helping to to lower the uh, the cost of capital uh, both on the equity side and on obviously the bond side and So, this is something that I'll be keeping an eye on. And we've had really, you know, 30 plus years of lowering interest rates. Uh, We thought we sort of, well, a lot of people thought we crested or reached the bottom in rates and what was that, 2016, 2017. Although recently we've seen, at least in the sovereign debt markets, most of Europe go to negative rates, Japan is negative. We are not negative yet in the US. But it's fascinating. There's been a few companies, um, corporations in Europe, that have issued, um, in you know, bonds, corporate bonds, at a negative yield to maturity. And so, if companies can actually issue bonds with zero interest or negative interest, uh, that really could potentially help a corporation. All right. So to kind of bring this home. And what you should be thinking about, if you want to go in and look at an individual stock, you want to look at their balance sheet, their cash flow statement, you want to pull up their annual report is this. When you look at a company, there's a few things to, to keep an eye on. Number one is, what's their earnings before income? I'm sorry, I keep doing that. Earnings before interest and in taxes, or EBIT. So what's that number? And you're going to find that on the income statement. And then what's the total interest that they're going to be due? Um, generally, what I would say is, If you're using only the annual report, sometimes that gets a little bit dated. Companies only report earnings or or annual reports once a year. Generally, you'd want to take the last four rolling quarters and add those numbers up. But take a look at the interest coverage ratio. How much income does the company have versus what their interest, their net interest payments are? And the higher ratios, the better. Not every industry is the same, uh, but this is certainly something to take a look at. You want to take a look and see what the debt ratios are. What's the total debt divided by the total asset? The debt to equity, those types of things. And then if you want to look at, uh, if you can find the individual or the list of bonds that a company has floated. I'm always interested in this because it's kind of like, hey, if you don't have any debt coming due, that means, well, you don't have to make decisions as far as do you pay it off and use your free cash flow? Or do you pay off that debt and then roll out to a longer maturity at a new interest rate, and is that interest rate going to be higher or lower? And so, taking a look at the list of bonds that are out there, their maturities, their interest rates. And so, let's say you have a bond that's, you know, uh, really far out, and uh, or let's say it's, it's going to be coming due, and you think the company can get a better interest rate. You know, maybe that's going to lower their net interest payments. Uh, but sometimes a bond coming due, if the environment's not great, uh, or maybe their rating has changed. So they call those fallen angels, where you have a company that used to be investment grade, at least as far as the rating, and now they're junk status, so now they've got to roll their their debt forward at a higher interest rate. And so these are things to to take a look at. But more often, when you're when you're hearing and you're reading things about negative interest rates and about falling interest rates, just understand that you know interest is something that companies have to pay. And so if they can reduce that, either by reducing their debt or they get to issue debt at lower rates, that's generally going to be a positive. Uh, and by the way, even though, let's say in the US, our national debt keeps going up. It's about $22 trillion right now. And I think it was 19, uh, uh, in 2000, the average interest rate paid out to holders of treasuries was something like 6%. And I think it just dipped below 2% recently. Um, And so even though the debt's been growing, the net interest payments have not been growing as much because interest rates have been coming down. And so debt is a really important aspect, really important for corporations, of course, really important for countries as well. So hopefully this uh, helps to make you a better armchair analyst. And now get going on looking up some of these companies. Look at the annual reports. And then there's a lot of sources out there to look at their financials and see what their ratios are. All right, folks, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, Before we do that, though, just a a quick mention, you know, rather than ask you to rate and review and give me five stars and all that, uh, everybody does that. What I'd ask of everyone listening is if you can take a second and forward this or, uh, you know, send this uh, a link to the podcast to someone you think might get something out of it and might benefit them and the best thing that you can do is share share the podcast with somebody else um, you never know people might not be uh, up on listening to podcasts and so uh, if you're one of the ones who have figured it out and you're enjoying it uh, recommend it to somebody else let them in on the uh, uh, on what's going on with podcast all right see y'all next week